Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. signal so hopefully the signal will, con- will continue to stay and I look at the camera which is there um, turn the radio off so yeah t- mummy makeover I'm going to talk about today as well as fat grafting to the breast mummy makeover is not a term that I like very much I think it's um, it's spelled M-O-M-M-Y which I've written in the description of the last one that got cut off um, but uh, uh, I, I think it's terrible, you know, it's an American thing, isn't it? Um, but anyway, that's what they call it, and basically it means having a tummy operation and a breast operation, so um, tummy tuck uh, and something to your breast, whether it be a mastopexy or breast implants or breast implants with mastopexy or whatever. So, so we've had a couple of questions around that one is what order to do them in and whether you do them together so it is perfectly reasonable to do them together and a lot of people do do them together I've just done them together just now um, but that is one of the reasons I'm late because it is a long op um, now we did start a bit late today so I thought I would be on time for the Facebook live otherwise I would have put a, a, a message out to say I was going to be late so I'm sorry about that but I couldn't get a message out because I've been scrubbed all day de- all, well not all day but um most of the afternoon um, so it is a big long op five six hours long uh, and it is a big deal so it may not suit everybody having said that it is just one um, recovery period so that is the good thing about it and uh, a lot of people can't take time off work so one of the questions is how long between operations I normally say three to six months between the two operations um, and so just as you're recovering from one then you have the other one um, so you're looking at like a year or so to get to get better from it all. Um, so the recovery is prolonged if you have it in separate uh, separate operations, but um, it is um, the complications are less if you have it as separate operations uh, because you are only having the complications for your tummy or your breast. The complication rate isn't necessarily more by having it all done in one go, but you've obviously got risk of complications for your tummy and your breast, so you're sort of adding up your complication risk rate. So um, it is perfectly reasonable to do, and it is a, I can understand why people want it to be done because of the recovery and time off work and just have one, you know, basically while you're recovering for your tummy, your breasts are healing, um, but it is a big deal, and so we will go through that. Uh, the question was, which one would you do first? I think um, what that means is if you're having them done at separate times. So the answer to that is, um, it, I would say to you, which one bothers you more? So if your breasts bother you more, get them done first. If your tummy bothers you more, get that done first. I don't think there's any um, any benefit in or any benefit in doing one over the other. I don't know if that, that was all, all talking about doing the operation. Which one you do first? which is, I guess, pretty irrelevant to most people because they just wake up having them both done. But uh, uh, if you're interested, I do the breast first and then I do the tummy, uh, mainly because uh, you have to break the table when you do the tummy. Um, 
and so the patient's in a funny position when you're doing it at the end of the tummy tuck so uh, it's just a bit awkward to do the breast with the patient in that position so that's why I do the breast first but uh, if you're having it at different times yeah do whichever one bothers you first um, well, there's a lot of people on this one is this a better time then what time is it quarter to nine God, there's more people than normal, <laughs> normal on this or at least I've got more, more eyeballs on it so flipping it oh God, sorry I'm messing with the phone too much that's it's quarter to nine then. Maybe I'll do it later in the future. Um, so, yeah, tummy tuck. Did I have more to say about that? Um, so, yes, tummy tuck with um, a breast surgery is a, re- is a reasonable thing to do. And uh, it is a slightly cheaper because there's a discount when you have multiple procedures done. So... Um, there is that. So lots of things to take into account, really, I guess. And so we can all talk about this sort of stuff in the clinic. And um, yeah, so that's that one. So next one is the fat grafting. I was going to have fat grafting to your breast. Fat grafting to your breast is a good thing to do. Uh, something I used to do a lot of. I used to do fat grafting ba- basically pretty much every week when I worked in the NHS because I did breast reconstruction in the NHS, and it's very good for breast reconstruction because it gives a three-dimensional. Um, reconstruction of a, of a contour defect. So if someone has a wide local excision of a tumour or something, or if you have a breast reconstruction and it's not looking quite right, fat grafting, you can place the fat exactly where you want it. Uh, and so it's excellent for that. Um, it can be used for breast augmentation. So you can have breast augmentation and there is certainly uh, people who don't want implants. Um, I don't know if you're here, Amy, but I know you've worries about implants there's a lot of people who worry about implants uh, i have to say they've got a very low complication rate implants but nevertheless they have got a complication rate so people are worried about them um, people are worried about things like the illnesses that we were talking about last week with amy which have, haven't been shown to be a, um, a, a associated with implants but some people say they get ill with implants um, so um, it, there are people who don't want them um, and so fat grafting in those situations is good so I think fat grafting is a good thing uh, the problem with fat grafting is that it's often small volumes so you can't get uh, big volumes uh, big predictable volumes of fat grafting therefore it often needs to be repeated um, so that's the main thing to be aware of really with fat grafting that it does need to be repeated but once it's there and once it takes it's your fat so if you put on or lose weight it gets bigger and smaller with you so that's good um, but the results are often subtle as I say I've had some excellent results with breast reconstruction but then you're operating on sorry then you're operating on just one side of the breast um, and uh, uh, obviously when you're doing cosmetic augmentation you're doing both sides so you have to um, put the fat in, in both sides you have to harvest twice as much fat um, and it's not like lip- normal liposuction where you harvest fat under high pressure and you suck loads of fat out you do it under really low pressure because you want the fat to survive and then you have to process the fat before injecting it back in the other thing often people who want a breast augmentation are often slim so they don't have many donor sites so you've got to have a donor site where you're going to take the fat from usually the tummy or the hips or the outer thighs um, but um, it is something that is available, and um, and again we can we can talk about it. But you have to be prepared for a more subtle result than you would get with a breast augmentation, where you can predictably say, look, you're going to have 200 cc's, 300 cc's um, uh, augmentation. With a fat grafting, you're looking at you know 50 to 100 cc's per side, um, which is you know quite subtle compared to 
uh, a 200 cc implant, which isn't that big, but it's you know it's it's there and it's 200 cc is predictable. Um, that, oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is that um, I've done a couple of cases um, this week, yesterday, and something that struck me is that we had some discussion about the implants before before the surgery, and I saw some of the patients multiple times, had conversations on the phone with them, and there was a change of implant order in, 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 in a couple of the cases. And uh, just one, something I wanted to say is that I think it's really important that you feel comfortable phoning and having a discussion about your implant choice. And I always encourage people to. It's never great to change the implant order, to be honest with you, and theatres don't like it and lots of people don't like it. Um, but it's far better to do that than to think, oh, I don't want to bother them, I don't want to bother him, I'm going to just, oh, this implant will probably be fine. Both times we changed for quite a subtle change in the implant order, just one up or one down, and it probably would make a huge difference, but I think psychologically it makes a big difference that the patient feels that they're getting the right choice, and often they wouldn't notice that much. I felt very comfortable with both of the changes that we made in the, in the two patients, and I think it was a good good move, and I'm, I'm really happy with the, the implant choices in both situations. I think they would have been fine before, but I did say to them, look, I'm not sure, you know, Perhaps you want to go for this other one, you know. And 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 after some reflection and some discussion, we've we've changed it both situations. So I just I don't know. I just want to say I think it's important that people. The reason I thought about it is because we had an architect. We, we had an extension done, and we had, we saw a couple of architects, and one came very highly recommended, but he was very matter of fact. It's very like almost oh, done. The other one was much more amenable to conversation, to changing things, and I think. You know, it's a similar sort of thing, I guess. You know, if an architect, you think, oh, I don't want to keep the wall there because we don't want to upset them or upset the builder. But, you know, it's your house. You've got to live in it for the rest of your life. And if you want the wall to be moved a bit or if you want another window put in, you shouldn't be, um, you should feel comfortable being able to say to the architect or the builder, can we talk about putting another window in? It might be that you don't put the window in for whatever reason, but you've had the discussion and psychologically you can deal with it a lot better than if you feel frightened to say to the guy, can we put a window in? And the rest of your life you'll think, geez, I wish you'd put a window in there. Similar sort of thing. I hope you appreciate that analogy. Just thought of that just then. Um, so, yeah, so make sure you can speak to your surgeon and then change your input order if you want to. But I don't think anyone, not saying everyone should do that because it's, it's not good to change it. certainly not close to the surgery. Um, so... I'm going to try and swipe this very gently to see if I've got any comments. I've got loads of people on, but no comments. All right, okay, it's all right. It's cool. Don't mean, don't mean any. You don't have to comment if you don't want to. That's fine. Uh, but well, it's not certainly a comment. It's really a question because I have actually got off this in the past, and there's been questions there. I don't know if that's because the Wi-Fi is slow. The Wi-Fi cut out earlier, so I think I've got Wi-Fi issues. Um, so if there are questions there, and I, I'm just not seeing any questions, so I'm just going to um, I'm just going to gently ease away and move off off the broadcast and hoping I don't like I did in fact was it last week I came off and found like three questions if that's the case I am going to answer them there and then and I'm not being rude by ignoring them um, well maybe I am being rude but I'm not genuine I'm not uh, knowingly ignoring any questions because I am not seeing any questions so I'm going to clock out in a minute I'm going to finish this um, thing clock out go home, put my feet up, have a bowl of Weetabix and that'll be me. Um, so, so uh, oh, I'll go there. 
Well, that's me. I can write. <laughs> Look at that. I can write a question. Okay, that's good. Notice that feature there. Um, left. Okay. Right. Okay. Before anyone else comes in, I'm going to check out and uh, say good night. Sorry, I'm late, but I'm pleased that so many people are here, and it's nice to see everybody, as it were. So, checking out and have a good evening. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.